Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride, Content Communications Manager. And here's your weekly reminder. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you catch all our latest releases right in your feed. Today on Order Up, I'm very excited to welcome back Hudson Reilly, Senior Vice President of Research and Knowledge at the National Restaurant Association. Today, Hudson will be speaking with us about the 2023 State of the Restaurant Industry Report. Hudson joins us to discuss the report findings and what to expect in the year ahead. In this report, we learned that a new and positive normal is starting to take hold at restaurants across the country. Nearly three in four restaurant operators say they are getting comfortable with their day-to-day operations and are focused on sustaining that growth in 2023. There will still be challenges such as supply chain delays, rising input costs, and inflation impacting everything from consumer spending to new capital. But there's still plenty of opportunity to be nimble and employ new skills and tools, all to drive economic and employment growth. So Hudson, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I'm very excited to hear more about this report. So let's get started. First off, you've joined the podcast several times before, but in case we have some new listeners here today, can you give us a quick intro and an overview of what your role entails? Well, good day, Carly. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. The Association's Research and Knowledge Group has been around well over half a century now, and its primary mission is to be the leading source of research and information on the restaurant industry. And that comprises uh, doing a lot of original research, for example, on consumer economic trends, as well as technology, human resources, uh, even tourism, and certainly operational research as well. And uh, the group also has the Knowledge Center, which is part of it, which actually compiles what we call secondary research on all aspects of the research industry as well. The research side does original research. The Knowledge Center side does collects secondary research information. Thank you. That frames things up for us really nicely. So the restaurant industry is now adjusting to this new normal. What changes have we seen in the past year across the restaurant landscape? In 2023, the restaurant industry is definitely transitioning out of the pandemic into a new but yet positive growth environment. And there certainly are a host of uncertainties uh, in this year going forward. The industry remains a cornerstone of the American economy. Just this year alone, total industry sales are projected to reach a record high of $997 billion. It's a staggering amount. On a daily basis, it's in excess of $2.7 billion each and every day of the year. And to generate that sales, the industry this year will employ 15.5 million individuals. The industry remains the nation's second largest private sector employer. And just this year alone, the industry adds on a net basis another 500,000 positions. So the restaurant industry is truly a economic juggernaut within our national economic infrastructure. And the industry, since the pandemic, which obviously was was the worst sales and employment decline the industry has ever encountered, over the past couple of years, the industry has regained some footing. And this year, 
Industry sales are are projected to move up by 6.4%. And that is positive growth. But the fact is, if you go back to 2019 and what we call deflate restaurant industry sales by restaurant menu price inflation, real growth, that is inflation-adjusted growth, still remains down by almost 9% over that uh, four-year period. So the industry is directionally correct in in terms of where it's going for for sales potential. But the fact is that that uh, recessionary period and the wide shutdown of on-site dining for such a prolonged period, the ripple effects and repercussions of that are, are still being felt well into this year and even into 2024. Hudson, we know the past year has been a challenge for the industry due to rising inflation. So how are restaurants working to adjust and accommodate these higher food and supply prices? The industry has always had a hallmark of uh, innovation and ability to rapidly respond to external changes in, in the economy as well as consumer base. And if you think about the industry pre-COVID, in other words, going back to early 2020, there were many underlying trends which were apparent before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, it rapidly accelerated many of them forward. And some of those trends which have been accelerated forward are going to continue for the years ahead. And, And some have obviously dropped off the radar screen somewhat. But you can go into a whole host of different operational developments for the industry over this this past three-year period, and it truly is a bastion of innovation. So, for example, you can look at, say, meal subscription plans and the ability now, because the technology has been in place uh, for some and will continue to be in place for others in the years ahead, to allow consumers to pay for restaurant meals in an entirely different manner. When that pandemic hit, what it did was focus a lot of development in not only the off-premises market, which, for example, is takeout, delivery, drive-through, curbside, but also in tandem with that focus on that off-premises market, a lot of technology resources were brought to bear to facilitate Uh, the ordering and payment remotely. And so a lot of that technology is now available on-site through the smartphone. And so for the typical American restaurant patron, what that pandemic did was make them much more familiar and comfortable with using technology that heretofore they had not encountered. But as a result of the pandemic, They did. And so going forward, particularly among younger age groups, for sure, the ability to use technology in a daily restaurant experience, whether it's on-site or off-site, is an expectation for these younger age groups. And so that investment in technology has really operationally changed forever how the industry attracts and retains customers. And so thinking about using the restaurant uh, as a customer, during that pandemic, one of the main developments was menu streamlining. And that came about certainly 
due to supply chain troubles, but also because restaurants digitize their menus. In other words, when you're online, your smartphone or a desktop, and you're looking, scrolling through that menu list, the ability to easily not only know what the item is, what its price point is, what its availability is, has become paramount for successful online ordering. And so that obviously remotely translated now over to the in-restaurant experience. So as you would expect in terms of on-site, the availability now of tablets and the ability to order on-site even through the smartphone has become much more readily available. And so fundamentally, up until a few years ago, how a restaurant meal was ordered and paid for had remained substantially unchanged. But as a result of that, operationally, that aspect carries forward, and particularly in terms of how younger consumers expect to use the industry, it becomes quite substantial. Hudson, it's like you pulled the words right out of my mouth. My next question was going to be on the demand for those in-house restaurant experiences. So we know there is still a huge amount of that pent-up demand for that in-person interactive experience. So how is the industry leveraging this demand to help the rebound toward recovery? Sure. Let's first focus on how the consumer changed using the industry during the pandemic. And, you know, even before the pandemic started, of all restaurant traffic, roughly three-fifths, in other words, uh, just over 60% of restaurant traffic was off-premises. During the depths of the pandemic, with all those closures, that reached close to 90%. It's currently dropped down to about 78%. So how does that project into the future? Well, it's certainly not going back to 68%. Could it decline somewhat more? Likely. But from the consumer perspective, their familiarization with, and particularly once again among the younger age groups, of the ability to use real-time off-premises ordering to receive restaurant meals and beverages is a very, very strong expectation now. And so the association for many years now has done weekly tracking, consumer tracking, of their usage of restaurants in their daily lifestyle. And you can look at the association's data set, and as you would expect, that off-premises usage across all three meal periods, breakfast, lunch, dinner, that traffic level is up across all three meal periods, even three-plus years later. So conversely, looking at on-site, as you well know, that on-site plummet right after the the uh, March April time frame has taken years to rebuild and the traffic for on-site due to the pent-up demand for socialization is finally being released and so that on-site traffic in many instances now is at or approaching where it was pre-pandemic and so that is three years of traffic loss for the industry, and that is incalculable in terms of how the industry structure has and and will continue to be different in the future. 
But that on-premises traffic at the moment, uh, pent-up demand remains substantial, particularly for table service. In some instances, the pent-up demand for quick service, as you can well imagine, after its extensive usage for three years is below where it was pre-pandemic. But the actual usage of it remains up substantially. So those two important drivers of restaurant sales, of uh, one, convenience, and two, socialization, uh, ebb and flow. But at the moment, looking ahead towards 2023, that off-premises market certainly continues uh, to be a, an important driver of growth. And that on-site patronage continues to pick up. It is interesting when you look at the data for different segments uh, projected for the industry this year, the longer-term trend of sales growth being higher in quick service continues again in this year compared to growth in table service. But uh, the table service market still remains you know, a $324 billion industry in the, the quick service this year is a $395 billion industry. So each and every one of those large segments has a whole host of different operational groups underneath them. And the consumer research in the uh, report shows quite clearly wants to use restaurants in their daily lifestyle, particularly in younger age groups considered quite essential to their uh, standard of living. And will deliberately seek to preserve spending uh, in the restaurant community compared to other expenditures. So we're fortunate to be allied with an industry that the consumer wants to use in their daily lifestyle. And so the industry has become, through its innovativeness and a flexibility to rapidly respond to changing conditions, continues to tap into and, and satisfy those consumers' needs for freshly prepared restaurant meal solutions. Thank you. Let's talk about trends. So Hudson, what operational trends have been successful throughout the past year and what do you expect to continue into the future? Obviously, one of the more important developments, uh, which is rapidly spreading through the smartphone medium, are the loyalty and royalty systems. Younger age groups were raised to expect to be rewarded in real time for their patronage of certain retail concepts. And so the restaurant industry has really joined the bandwagon now of developing much more sophisticated and readily accessible customer loyalty systems. Doesn't mean every restaurant's still going to have one, but the fact is competition in the industry remains extremely intense. The report research shows that operators feel that the competitive intensity this year is, is only higher than it was last year. And one of the ways to remain top of mind in this competitive environment is through that loyalty system. The loyalty rewards vary dramatically. Some are food and beverage items, some are points in the metaverse. But the fact is that the technology now exists to support these systems in real time. And in addition to loyalty systems, there's a whole host of innovation going on in flexible pricing. In other words, altering restaurant menu pricing by time of day or day of week. 
And this exists because, once again, the technology is now in place. So, for example, in quick service, the customer would see this in uh, kiosk, video menu boards, uh, the ability for that operator or system to change pricing. And the hotel and airline industry have done this for decades in real time. And what that does is it can either shift demand to more of the shoulder periods of typical restaurant operations, or it can be used to generate additional incremental demand. And so flexible pricing sometimes is done system-wide on that menu. Sometimes it's done for specific food and beverage items. Sometimes it's done for a specific meal period. But this idea, and the technical term is called yield management from, from a business perspective, it really does allow an operator more latitude in how they design the traffic flows for these operations. And then in addition, I mean, there's a whole host of uh, developments during the pandemic which have carried forward alcohol to go. Uh, obviously, some communities have embraced this, some are still testing it, and some have actually stopped doing it. Uh, but from the consumer research perspective, the ability for the industry to include alcohol to go options with these off-premises orders was a really big deal and continues to be. It certainly was a lifeline for many of these operators, particularly table service. Then there's the whole outdoor dining which has now been well-established. And so, for example, uh, many localities in different geographic regions had different restrictions on outdoor dining prior to the pandemic. The pandemic obviously loosened this up, and so you started seeing outdoor dining appearing on sidewalks, curb lanes, and parking lots. And the consumer response to that was quite solid. And so... The consumer research, once again, is quite clear that they enjoy having outdoor dining options going forward. So many of these operators now have continued having these areas available for uh, patronage on site. And uh, looking forward, it's certainly logical now that when you're looking at new business models developing, in many cases, the footprint of that pad site does include some type of outdoor options if possible, as well as a greater reallocation of production space in that establishment to serving then off-premises markets. So it is very evolutionary what is going on in terms of not only how a traditional American restaurant operates, but also too in, in terms of how it's structured for uh, the next decade and beyond. How are things looking right now for the workforce? We know that 2022 saw a more shallow than normal labor pool. So what's the outlook for 2023? What can we expect? Oh, industry employment will certainly continue to advance in 2023. Uh, another 500,000 jobs are added with that sales growing to $997 billion. The industry has become much more flexible in terms of how it allocates restaurant labor. And the labor cost, as a result of having these large shortages of pools of labor to recruit from, and in, in other words, if you look at job openings across America today, the restaurant industry 
has currently over 1 million job openings. It's the third highest level among all the industries in the country today. And so there are obviously many, many situations where restaurant operators have had to limit the days that they are open on, limit the hours of operation. And that inability to recruit labor because of the changes in the overall national uh, labor force are difficult. And so not surprisingly, recruitment of labor remains uh, the operator's top challenge currently. But as the national economy continues to slow and other industries continue to pull back a little, that labor force recruitment pool should get larger. And uh, in, in many ways, you know, the question is, is there going to be a recession for the restaurant industry this year? And at the current point, the answer is no. There definitely is a slowing of growth. But overall, industry labor will continue to to move up. That isn't necessarily true for a lot of other industries in the country. And so in the second half of this year, where the industry is currently at the moment down 160,000 positions, that drop will be erased and the industry for the first time since February of 2020 will have more individuals employed in it than it did before the start of the pandemic. So from the labor perspective, that's a, a real milestone, but the labor challenges in terms of labor costs, recruitment certainly don't end in 2023 for the industry. Got it. So Hudson, looking ahead, what are you most hopeful for this year in 2023? <laughs> the best surprise is no surprise. Right. Uh, <laughs> Whether it is the debt ceiling, I mean, there's a whole host of different externalities which can impact the the national economy and ultimately how the restaurant industry sales growth proceeds. But at this point, looking at the overall national macroeconomic environment, we expect real GDP, uh, in other words, last year's real GDP, you know, inflation-adjusted dollar volume of sales and the national economy, Last year, real GDP was 2.1%. This year, we're looking for it to be in the 1% range, maybe a little under. And so while it isn't as strong as it was last year, overall, it's still positive. And income growth will follow that to a great degree. Inflation will moderate. You know, many price inflation at 8%, highest since 81. It will get better. It isn't going away, just like wholesale food price inflation. That was uh, 14.8%. That was the highest wholesale food price increase since 1976. (laughs) And so uh, it's a situation that inflation is better, but it's not going away. Labor force growth is moderating, but it's not uh, going negative. And so all in all, 2023 will be a positive year for the industry. It's it's just a new normal that has taken hold and will continue to proceed through the remainder of this year and into the years beyond. So you've given us a lot of great information and insights today, but is there anything that I have not asked that you think would be important for our listeners to know? Just essentially that from the industry perspective, How consumers spend their dollars today is different than it was 10 and 20 years ago. 
consumers, particularly younger ones, want to spend on experiences versus physical items. And that's one of the most important developments going forward, particularly for a table service and the ability to create unique experiences on site, whether that's through offering chef's tables or cooking classes. And those younger consumers are quite clear in that they want to use restaurants in their daily lifestyles even more than baby boomers or, or Gen X. So it's a situation that the industry is fortunate compared to other industries in that consumers want to spend their dollars. So even though competition is tough, there is an inherent strategic advantage from a macroeconomic sense to be in an industry where consumers want to preserve spending their dollars. And so if there's an important force for the industry over the next decade and beyond, it's, it's that consumers realistically can't produce flavor and taste sensations in their home kitchens that they can find in the restaurant community. And they deem it essential. And going forward, it is that innate drive within the consumer that ultimately translate into growing restaurant sales. Fantastic. Hudson, thank you so much for your insights and all the great information you've given us today. And it's positive to see that the year is trending up. So thank you so much for your time. And we're happy to have you again today. Thank you, Carly. Glad to. Our State of the Restaurant Industry Report is back for 2023. This report is the authoritative source for industry sales projections and trends. It is based on analysis and forecasts by National Restaurant Association economists and surveys of restaurant operators and consumers conducted throughout the year. The report examines key factors impacting the industry, including the current state of the economy, operations, workforce, and food and menu trends to forecast sales and market trends for the year ahead. A big thank you to our presenting sponsor, Spot On, for their support. Be sure to visit the link in our show notes to download your copy of the 2023 State of the Restaurant Industry Report today. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.